Hello, everybody. Welcome to the I Needed That podcast. It's Matthew Blades. Chris and I are about to jump off into a brand new episode. And in today's episode, wow, we cover a lot of ground. I had a little incident with my dog over the weekend. I'm going to tell everybody what I learned, and I can't even promise it's going to be like clean and tidy. It's actually kind of kind of gross. Not going to lie, but it'll help you. If your dog ever has to go through something like this. Plus, Chris is going to do a deep dive on smart goals. And we're going to talk about the fact that almost 50% of all people have already let go of, forgotten, neglected, decided to wave the white flag on their New Year's resolutions, or as we like to call them here, New Year's promises. Welcome to our I Needed That podcast. Don't forget to leave us a five star and or a review wherever you download our podcast. It's really the easiest and best way that you can support our podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Let's go. I needed that. There you go. I I go. I'm down for that. I Let's think go. that's cool. Well, Chris's podcast, I Needed That, co-hosted by Matthew Blades, is available on all streaming platforms, everybody. Again, we're talking with Rachel from season five of my show. If you're looking for anything in return when it comes to forgiveness, then you're not truly forgiving deep down inside. Now we're doing the research to see, is it the chicken or the egg? Is it the hot flashes causing it? Or is it, you know, you're just having hot flashes because you're higher risk for these other things because you have poor all right my friend here we go we are one day post super bowl you um experienced the super bowl there'll be more on that to come in just a little bit how are you feeling outside of exhausted right now at this moment (laughs) i'm good i'm good man i'm still uh i'm still all amped up from the crazy weekend but it's kind of like the day after christmas now you know it's just uh, everything's starting to wind down, get back to normal. You know, of course, it's not just the Super Bowl, but it's the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Yes. Which is, it's kind of like, like a, it's a perfect storm, if you will. You know, of, I got to be honest. Adrenaline. We were really, really flirting with the going up to Las Vegas and just like maybe watching it at the Sphere. I know that's been a big thing for a lot of people. Uh, we were going to, you know, we, we, we talked about everything from just going up, sitting in a parking lot, figuring out what tickets would cost and eventually we decided to just sit on our couch and eat too much food and watch the game and leave it at that man wait wait a second did they do a viewing party at the sphere that's what i heard oh could you imagine watching the game that would be better than being in the stadium it would be insane have you been to the sphere yet no have you no let's go together oh my gosh yeah put it on the field trip Field trip. Yeah, yeah, that's no kidding. I've only seen images and some short videos of what it was like. Didn't didn't you two like open it up? That's right. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. And I saw I saw some of the imagery. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Next yeah. level. Next level stuff. Yeah. Well, well, shoot, I was I was in the wrong place then. I was stuck in the stadium. I should have been in the uh, yeah. yeah. How awful for you. How awful I for know. you. Yeah. Or me. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm everybody, kidding. everybody so... got mad pity for you right now. Oh, no, I'm blessed and grateful. Beyond right. beyond grateful. Listen, we are gonna jump in. Today's episode is gonna be fantastic, and the timing of it couldn't be better. Uh the statistics are what, Chris? How many people by the time the Super Bowl hits have fallen off of uh their New Year's resolutions completely, or as we like to call them around here, their New Year's promises? Yes. You know, it's it's kind of funny because I was uh, I dug into PubMed and I was pulling up some some uh research on New Year's resolutions, and most of them they all come up with slightly different numbers. But most of the numbers all seem to come together with about approximately 50% 
50. of people have dropped off by mid-February. That's wild. That doesn't 50%. surprise me. That doesn't surprise now, me in the least. I know, but at the same time, it's like here's it doesn't surprise me, but it it pulls at my heartstrings because I think about those fit. I mean, when I when we're saying fifty percent of people, we're talking tens of millions of people that are feeling like crap about themselves right. because they just perhaps they just didn't go about it the right way, a, a way in that it would have kept them winning. And so, and there was a better path. And so that's why it's like, oh man, can we reach back out to those 50% and give them a better path back? Because the thing is, I just don't want them in a position where here we go in 2025, this is my year again. And it's like, it's this, it's a downward spiral that so many people have, or half the people out there, 50% of they've found themselves on. And it's only going to lead them into a darker place unless they can actually turn it around. So that's why I wanted, I really wanted to, to dig into that this show and, and give people hope that you can turn it around right now if you're one of those every two people, if you're one of the two that's fallen off. I was thinking about this, Chris, over the weekend. I was thinking, you know, it's so hard for people that are really into football and they really follow it because, you know, all, all week long, you've got this fantasy stuff that people are into and then your team plays you're eating wings you're drinking beer you're at the bar you know there's all these mm. things that happen during the the football season that take that consume your time and they consume your energy and now that football's done for a little while with the exception of the rock and this new thing that he has set up for himself yes. <laughs> um you know people can by and large take a break and so never has there i shouldn't say never has there been but this is a really good opportunity for people to replace all of that time that you've been spending with football be it fantasy games all the things that people get caught up in and i i want you to fill that with something new and and, and that's a lot of what i'd like to talk about today okay absolutely man. okay you, you hit a lot you hit on about five things i really want to dig into okay before we yes, jump in we always uh love to get your feedback and we got a note from denitra and i'm going to read this to you chris because it's okay. a little lengthy she says i'm not sure where to give a five-star review but i do give you five stars oh, uh, okay by the you, way denitra. you just do that at the app where you listen to the podcast so whatever that platform is that's where you do it she says i've been listening every monday morning since you guys started this podcast thank you Thank you is all I can say. I love the knowledge shared and appreciate it so much. I'm working on getting on stage for a bodybuilding show, Bikini Division, and I've been so anti-hormone replacement, thinking I could do it without and just let my body do its natural thing. I started throwing around the idea, the more I have been learning about how important it is for women to be leveled out as well as men. The episode with Dr. Marie Claire Haver changed my mind once and for all. I went to a specialist here in my town. I'm looking to having some more energy and getting my body to the best it can possibly be. I will never do anything that is not under a doctor's care. So again, thank you for helping me solidify that decision. P.S. I'm 43 years old. Just a little side note there. So what wow. do you think as you hear that? Well, the, the very first thing I hear is it's something that that I remember getting into the whole bodybuilding world um, that a lot of people fall into. Um, and that is the competition with other people. Okay. Building is not about competing with other people. It's the, the, the bodybuilding world. And, and unfortunately, because of that, it, it, it can sometimes, and some people create some desperation and they end up doing things that they shouldn't be doing that could hurt themselves. Mm. Bodybuilding 
as, and you come into it knowing that I'm going to go through a several year long journey of developing my body like an artist, like a sculptor, because you know that the body moves in very, very slow motion. And it takes, it takes many months to years to really start to develop, to develop just a few pounds of muscle, but you can really start to determine and, and you can, you can spot sculpt and spot build where that muscle is going to be growing. Right. Which is a really cool thing because then you can start to look at your body and you can fine tune things just if, as long as you approach it with like childlike curiosity. I always like to use that term. But the, the problem, and people run into problems when they get up there on stage and they start looking at other people's physique. Be and, and, here, and by the way, I get it. Because you're actually up there on stage, there is a quote-unquote competition, and there's a winner. you know, And, and then there's, there's the rest of the, the pack. And so as, if you get into it, not to win, but just to continuously improve, believe it or not, that's what so many of the judges are looking for. Th let me tell you straight up. The judges that from the NPC to the IFBB, they're watching and they're, they're seeing familiar faces up there every single time. It's not people that are just coming out of the woodwork and jumping into a bodybuilding competition. Every once in a while, like, everybody's got their first time. But the people that get into it, they show up competition after competition after competition. And every time they go away and they make themselves a little bit better. And they build a little bit more muscle. They come in a little bit leaner, whatever that might be. And then they continuously grow. And so that's the one thing I really want to make sure that you that she's going to come into this with a realistic um, perspective that when you get up there, just keep trying to bring your best work. And the, the judges will see that and they, they will respect that. And, and they, will, they will actually, a lot of times, they will, granted, Granted, there again, there's a competition. You have to separate yourself from that because that can that can lead to a downward spiral. And so, and it's a really tricky thing that a lot of people get sucked into. But just focus on continuously bringing your best package. The judges will give you the nod of respect for that when you keep showing up and you keep showing up a little bit better and a little bit better. But also come into it with the real the realization and the reality of the fact that you only look that good for a matter of a few hours. And then, and then as you step off stage and you refeed and all these different things, it's, you know, you peak and then your body's going to go back to where, wherever a, a normal healthy state needs to be. And it's important that you respect your body as it's, as it's finding uh, a natural healthy balance. And so, you know, it's, it takes a lot to get down to that place, enjoy the journey, learn as much as you can. Uh, when it comes to manipulating your body, cause it's all manipulation, but at the same time, it's not, it's not a lifelong reality. We're not going to stay that lean forever. And so it's really important that you're, you're going to recognize that and you're going to go into it with those realistic expectations. I'm so many questions, man. Hi, like, cause you did the thing, right? You, you, yeah. and, uh, I remember <laughs> Heidi doing it too. And so you've been around this world for so long. How do you do that thing where you like you spot train and you get, okay, I need to move the, my stomach muscle up an inch so that there's some <laughs> some uh, symmetry there like right how do right. you guys do that it takes years and what a lot of times you don't see is it just like a sculptor imagine th think about it like this so you get up there on stage and and you you see what your body looks like and you think oh I want to develop some larger delts, some, some bigger shoulder caps, okay. or I need a bigger back to accentuate the, the male X frame or, you know, they, they've got different terms for it. 
So essentially what happens, like, like a, any good sculptor, they're going to throw a big blanket over the statue and they're going to work under that blanket, just working away, chiseling away, chiseling away. So you throw a big blanket over that sculpture and that's when you go back to consuming higher calories. You actually have to be in a calorie surplus as you're developing muscle. And I mean, there's also, there's an asterisk on that because there is a ways to recomp, but it's very, very slow. So you have to, for, for me in the bodybuilding journey, I got a little bit aggressive. So I would consume extra calories and I'd spend a lot of time increasing the volume and increasing the load on my shoulders just to develop those shoulders. It takes six months, sometimes nine months. And then you take 12 weeks and you, and then you start to reduce your calories. And as you reduce the calories, you pull that blanket off. And then sure enough, over 12 weeks, you reduce the amount of body fat and you see your new shoulders. And then, and then you present those shoulders on stage. And then sure enough, after the show, you put the blanket back on, you go back into a calorie surplus. But when you're in the calorie surplus, your body gains two kinds of tissue. You gain fat and you gain muscle. So with that surplus, granted, my body's gaining some muscle, but it's also gaining some fat. So as I'm building these shoulders, I start to lose my abs. And my, my neck starts to get a little bit thicker. My, my cheeks get puffier, you know, because you're putting on a little bit of extra body fat and you could do it. I mean, some guys, they, they aggressively bulk and they'll bulk up, you know, 50 pounds. I would bulk up like maybe 15 pounds, 20 pounds. And then you, and then sure enough, 12 weeks out, 16 weeks out, you start cutting it back down so that you can pull the blanket off the sculpture again. And that's why I, it took, I was in bodybuilding for five years, five and a half years. And I actually had a really good experience with it now because a lot of people, when they start dieting down, they drastically cut cardios, they, they drastically cut calories. They increase their cardio way too much. They start cannibalizing muscle and they, they can start to do some damage because again, people, a lot of times that they're, they're getting bad advice from coaches that, that want them to do drastic things. But if you just take a step back and you understand and you respect your body for the way it needs to be working, that, that it needs to work. And you also have a really good coach who can guide you in the right direction. You don't need to drastically cut your calories like a lot of these people do. And that way you're not going to do some long-term damage hormonally. And so it's, it's a delicate thing. It's a very delicate thing. And if it's done well, um, and also you, here's the thing also, it really takes a certain understanding and mindset to go into it and not let it kind of mess you up in the head because of the way you look. It can, it can really start to mess with a lot of people. So you got to just, just tread, tread very carefully into it and come into it with realistic expectations that you're not going to look like that all the time. And it's, I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation with people. They go, Oh, I know, I know, I know. And guess what? You know, before you know it, they've got an eating disorder yeah. and they are, they just can't handle the fact that they're gaining this weight back, you know, or, you know, they're, they've put 10, 15 pounds back on, or sometimes if they went too drastic, they gained 20 to 30 pounds back. So you, again, you must tread lightly into it and go into it with very realistic expectations and learn about your body, respect your body. And if you can do that, you can really find a lot of beauty in the process. It's, it's a really remarkable thing. And we'll be right back. Seven days, totally free, kept with Chris Paul. The app is finally out, my man. Oh, man. It has been such a journey getting here. But again, we're, we're just so excited to finally have this platform where anyone can start their journey wherever they're truly ready. I know a lot of people, they're not ready to take on diet and exercise and all that. But the thing is, we take a step back from all that and we focus. We're changing the conversation about transformation to focus on keeping your promises. And so... 
select where you wherever you want to begin. It's kind of like choose your own journey, right? I love that. And you could you could choose from gratitude to acts of kindness to breathing exercises to steps to hydration and keep that promise. You activate that promise. You keep that promise day in and day out. And whenever you're ready, stack another one. So. We'll take you as far as you want to go. Go check out the app wherever you download apps or you can visit them online. Keptpromises.com. Keptpromises.com. Seven days, totally free. Give it a shot. One of the pillars of the app is working on your mental health. And we're lucky because BetterHelp has been a sponsor of the I Needed That podcast since day one, man. Since the very first podcast, uh, BetterHelp, the world's largest therapy service, 100% online. It's been a partner to us. And I just want to encourage everybody to grab 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash I needed that. You'll find that link in our show notes for today's episode. And then finally, let's talk about Nero Gum and Mints. Yeah, man. I I absolutely love it. Why? Because it works. I got to tell you what, what really kind of piqued my interest is the fact that it was developed by former athletes and they're used to training at a really high level. And so they didn't want to take a lot of like mysterious supplements or energy drinks and all that, that other good stuff because they're regulated on that. They can get themselves in a lot of trouble because who knows what's in it. So they've got really clean ingredients. And when it comes to supplements, we're always looking for three main things, purity, potency, and delivery. And of course, the delivery is, it's so unique and creative. I mean, it's its gum and mints, right? It's just this great, clean burst of energy and focus without the jitters of coffee or energy drinks. Please visit the sponsor link that we've got for you in our show notes. Link to them. Save a little bit of money. Go to tryneurogum.com slash I needed that. And now back to the I needed that podcast. What do you think the body part that most women want to refine is? And what do you think the body part that most men want to refine Oh, so it's, it's funny because nowadays women, it's all about, and I just learned this term from, from my kids. They call it the, I don't even know if I can say this, but the gat, <laughs> the gat, which is the, it's like, which is like, but women, oh. all, they, it's all for women. Um, here's the crazy thing. Yeah. Take a drink of water. Yeah. No, this is, this is exciting stuff. So it's just fun, especially because I used to live in this, in this world for a while. Um, and again, I like to play in, in all realms of, of the wellness world and fitness world and all this other stuff. So when I actually got into like the bodybuilding thing, it was a, just a really fun phase of my life. But um, so for women to accentuate the, the female hourglass, they actually really need to build their shoulder caps. So shoulders for the upper body. And then it's about having a small waist and then having um, really well-defined glutes and hamstrings. And have you ever been to a bodybuilding competition? I never have, man. I've watched a couple of so, them online for like, you know, a hot sec, but that's about it. So, so in, in women's um, bikini or when women's physique, women's figure, um, there's, a, there's a, a part when they're on stage where they actually have to turn around and show their glute and hamstring development, which is actually one of the most difficult part for women to build. But when it's done, it's actually done really well. And they literally turn around with these thongs on and they bend over. <laughs> you can imagine when I, when I was the very first competition I went to, I mean, when that happened, I literally put my hand over my face and I, I pulled out my phone because I just, I didn't want to look like a creeper. <laughs> right. And, and I, I was I, trying to make myself look busy and I was looking around and everyone at the audience they're, they're you know, their, their hand is on their chin and they're studying. Yeah. Studying. It's, you don't even, you don't see 
a woman bending over, putting her butt in your face. Yeah, it's not a sexual thing. It's more of a no. But at, when you first, when it first happens, the, I'm it just is like, sexual. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! Like I just don't want to be a creep out here in the <laughs> audience. So, and so, but by by like two years in, you know, I'm, I'm watching the competition, and then when that part comes up, and they all turn around and bend over. My hands on my chin, and I'm my my brow is furrowed, and I'm I'm actually like I'm going back and forth, and I'm looking at the greatest glute and hamstring development and the sweep where the hamstring sweeps up into the glute, and I was just like, oh yeah, you know, five forty seven is looking really good right there, and so look at that incredible you know development, the musculature. You don't see it anymore, and it's just weird when, you know, when it's when it's literally in your face. Yeah, sure. <laughs> for a couple sure. of years, you don't see what most people see, and you're actually looking for the for the definition, you know. Um, so I, I digress. So that's for women, shoulders and glutes. Okay. It's always big for men, shoulders. And it really depends on, on the actual competition. So if it's like, um, men's physique, they've actually got board shorts on. And so they really don't worry about the legs much, but shoulders and back because men can develop a really big lat muscle. And so it almost looks like a Cobra, right? Have you seen where, yeah. where they, they get that big lat spread. So the more they can develop the shoulders and back, it really accentuates what's called the men's X frame. Yeah. Interesting stuff. It is interesting, interesting stuff. stuff. Yeah. So it was a fun chapter of my life, you know, messing around with that. I, mean, I had another great chapter in, in CrossFit, you know, and, and exploring speed and strength and power and, and stamina. Like that was a blast. But then, you know, my heart has always been in helping people through, through the journey of transformation, huh. you know, weight loss and that. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. and, and you've seemingly done a pretty good job, like keeping, maintaining your physique. You've done a good job, you know, not letting that go too much. And I would, I would say that if you went through the competition today, you don't even have to do anything and you probably knock out 50% <laughs> of the competition. Well, you know what? And it was everything that I learned through that journey. I've learned how to maintain this and I'm, I'm confident I can maintain uh, a solid physique for the rest of my life. I really feel comfortable in that. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's so much, yes, I can keep it aesthetically good, but at the same time, I still work my stamina and my strength and all these other things. Cause just because you look good, doesn't mean you're fit. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. so it's That's really fair. important to keep that in mind. You know, you, you see some of these guys and they look phenomenal, but you put them you know, up against a, a CrossFitter, they're not going to hold a candle as sure. far as their fitness goes. Sure. So it's, it's, it's good to know, okay, aesthetically I can look good, but at the same time, you got to back it up, Yeah. you know? So it's nice to have a, a good solid level of fitness underneath that, which is really important because also what, if you, you see what you see on the outside is not necessarily health, you know? And so it's, it's important that, that you're going to start to work the inside also. So a lot of times you see just the physical aesthetics of it all, but man, what about the mental health? What about what? What are they eating? What are they really like eating? Eating in the off season, also, you know, are they actually really nourishing their body? Are they healthy from the inside out? So it's just a, a lot of a lot of questions to ask because you see a lot of fit people, especially like on the gram, on sure. TikTok, and oh, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, man, are they are they really healthy? Is the question. You know what I learned about this weekend to to mm. completely pivot our conversation and and potentially <laughs> potentially even derail our conversation. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. You don't even you you couldn't even guess what I'm getting ready to say right now. <laughs> Is it so far off the mark from yes. what we were just talking about? Yes. Okay, let's go. Are you ready? Yeah. I learned about anal gland secretions <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> what from cats? Thank you very much. You know my dog. 
Uh, I, I learned oh. that dogs have these anal glands, and when they use the restroom, the anal glands secrete a little something, but if it doesn't secrete a little something, it can actually get backed up, and it's really painful for the dogs. And they, they if, if not taking like the right measures quick enough, you can actually rupture the anal gland. And uh, we, we had a little emergency episode Friday night, our little chihuahua, we have a dear chihuahua named Millie, and uh, Millie was like not acting like herself. There was just something weird going on and she was dragging her butt all over. Like, I don't know, have you ever seen dogs? They like drag oh, yeah. their butt after? Oh, yeah. That's like a telltale <laughs> sign that their anal glands are getting full. And no. so you can actually bring them to the vet and they can they can release it and they can get rid of it because it's painful for the pups. But- uh, What, what purpose does that serve? Yeah, it's a great question that I don't have the answer to. Um, yeah. How did that survive evolution? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, well, I, I was talking to my wife, you know, and I was like, well, babe, like what would, cause I always play this card. Well, what would happen if they were just like some, some dog out in nature and they were just, you know, like, what would they do? And yeah. the vet was like, well, it would just rupture. And as long as they, you know, they could keep it clean, it would probably just heal itself up and it would be fine. But, oh. uh, yeah, I, so I wanted to bring this up because if you have a dog and your dog is scooting its butt around, uh, all over the floor for like a couple of few days in a row, could be the anal glands. From bodybuilding to butt scooting. Come on, man. Let's you go, know man. this let's is go. how we roll. Yes. What's next? What, I mean, what else is, what, we should just go home. Yeah. Right. Just play name just, that tune and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Just keeping it all on your toes. <laughs> Hold on, from Super Bowls to bodybuilding to butt scooting, holy smokes! <laughs> this is a, this is it, man. This is a full fledged operation. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, go. that was that was my weekend. That was my experience. Wow. And so, Poor you know, Millie. we've got the dog cone on the dog, and oh, they the, they hate that. I just feel, feel they're just pathetic when they get the cone on. They oh. feel like they can't move anymore. I know they feel like they're in trouble. Yeah, I tell you what, I pull out, I pull the cone out, and Max just his ears fold over and his tail tucks underneath his butt. And I'm like, Max, I'm sorry, dude. You gotta start, you know, because every time I, you know, he's got something on his paw or he's scratching his ears and everything. He just, you gotta get him to stop. It's the only way to do it, you know, oh, to, to actually get it to heal up. So anyway, all um, right, let's jump into today's topic and spend a little time here. Uh, football season is wrapped up. We've got a Super Bowl champion, and we should talk about all this time now that you're going to have back in your day, especially if, I, like I said on the onset, you're really into football and you're playing fantasy and you're going out to bars and you're having watch parties and you're eating all kinds of shiz that you probably shouldn't be. I, I, I always feel like post-Super Bowl, it's a really good time for, for football fans specifically mm. to start to, you know, pour into themselves a little bit with some of this extra time. What, what are you thinking yeah. about as we, we talked about wanting to have this discussion today? You hit upon something really important, and it's, it's the social aspect of football, which is, again, it's such a beautiful thing for all these people to, to get together on Sunday and, you know, especially in the postseason Saturday and Sunday and just have a blast and come together and, and, and have fun and, and root for your favorite team and sometimes eat a lot of food. Mm -hmm. And so that they can quickly derail a lot of people's journey. And, and, um, when it comes to the, the journey of transformation, um, you know, the, reset days or sometimes for the longest time they're called like cheat days. Yeah. Um, they are, they can be a really wonderful tool 
as people are going through the journey. Or sometimes people, they're super clean Monday through Friday. And then before you know, you know, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, they, they ease off the gas a little bit and then they have a little bit of fun. But if you don't, if you don't regulate yourself to a certain extent, if there isn't a certain level of what we'll call cognitive restraint, even on those fun days, you can very quickly undo all of the work that you've done Monday through Friday. And a lot of people will find themselves into that loop. And unfortunately, the fact of the matter is that, you know, struggles with weight go so far beyond an individual basis. There is a really strong cultural cultural and traditional ties. And so, and especially, I mean, you know, here in the United States, we can point directly to football season, you know, that for going big with the nachos and the hot dogs and the hamburgers, you know, cause the everyone's grilling on Sunday. Yeah. Right. Burgers. Sure. Yes. That. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times people, they want to partake in that, not just because of all the, because of the, the feeling of, of, uh, camaraderie and the feeling of togetherness and fun that's probably happened since childhood for a lot of people. But at the same time, like no one wants to be that person who's like, no, no, not for me. And then unfortunately, a lot of times um, you will have the social system saying, oh, 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 she's not going to be eating well. She's too good. Now she's on a journey of transformation. And you start to get that pressure from your friends and, and family. Um, and we, I mean, we could talk at length about that. And, and again, you know, I'm just going to touch on something really quick. It's not necessarily that they, that they don't support that. A lot of times that, that feeling of unsupport or them mocking you or them pressuring you to become one, you know, hey, just join us just this time. You know, you can take care of it next week. You're, you'll get back on track tomorrow. A lot of times it just comes out of fear of them losing you yeah. and, and being a part of what they want this, this feeling to be like this whole event to be like. So anyway, but we can talk about the social aspect of that later. Um, and so now is a really good time for a lot of people to get back on track, especially when we talked about looking at the statistics, 50% of people on average, 50% fall off by mid February. So this is a really good time to do a little gut check and why not re-engage? <laughs> Could have a double meaning. <laughs> right. Yes, that's true. I totally missed that. Right. Yeah. Be, it's totally. Yeah. It's time for a yes. gut check. So, Literally yes. and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a gut check and let's see where you're at and have you fallen off? Have you noticed that you're not getting the results that you're looking for? And can you can you start to look back to what's happened on the weekends over the the last over the entire football season? or whatever that is. Maybe you just like to go clubbing on Friday night. So whether you're into football or not, maybe this is something, maybe this is just, this is a conversation you need to have. Do you need to re-engage with your transformation, with okay. getting right back on track? Because otherwise, here's the thing, we're, every day we're at a pivotal fork in the road, but this is a, this is a really good one for us to have this conversation. Are you at that fork in the road where you're ready to do something, where you really want to make 2024 your year, or are you going to downward spiral for the rest of the year? Then before you know it, January 1st, 2025. 2025. That's my year. Yeah. Exactly. So there's no better time to change than right now. So let's go. So here's the very first thing I would ask you to do is have some wings. Figure out. Oh, no. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Yes. No, no, it's Monday. Eat pizza. So wait, wait. Yes. I'm getting this yeah. wrong. I'm getting this you wrong. You got that out of the way yesterday. Yes. So now let's, let's revisit your goal. What is it that you're actually seeking to achieve? And so it's really important. And, and we talked about this when we were actually making our, 
our new year's goals. We weren't talk, talking about resolutions, but promises, but it's really important that you set like a smart goal, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time bound. If you did that, go back, dig it up, put it right back in front of you. And is this still something that you're, that you want to achieve that you're, you're driven to achieve? It's gotta be relevant to you. The next thing I'm going to ask is time to revisit your why, which is that, that deep emotional, pull for why you want this so bad. You know, I mean, wh whether it's your kids, whether it is ultimately, and here's a really good question to ask yourself when you're searching for your why. I want you to think about what you want your goal to be. And whether that's, you know, f fitting into a size 10, or whether that is running a marathon, or climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, or, you know, X, Y, whatever that is, maybe, maybe it call it a number on the scale. Maybe it's uh, 165 pounds of the scale. Maybe it's 200 pounds of the scale, whatever that is. When you reach that number, because the thing is, that's not really what people want, right? What they want is the, the experiences that come with that. So when you achieve that, what does that mean about you? Answer that question. When you achieve your goal, what does that mean about you? When you finish your marathon, what does that mean about who you are as a person? When you can get down on the ground and you can play with your kids, what does that mean about you as a parent? When you step on the scale and it says 165, what does that mean about you? It's a big question. And I, and I don't expect you to necessarily come up with the answer now, but if you, if you sit with it for a little bit, it should probably elicit a little bit of emotion or a lot of emotion. So, so sit with that by yourself and think about what it is that you want and what it means about you as a person when you achieve it, or perhaps what kind of life will you be able to experience at that time? Go ahead, buddy. I got a question, question in the back for Chris Powell, please. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot. You decided to become a bodybuilder for, for a while and jump into that world. <clears throat> What did that mean for you to use your own example of what you've just told mm -hmm. everybody else to do? So like when you got to the promised land, what did that mean for you? What was your why? If let, well, let's get, let's get really personal here then. This is okay. good. It, it's a good question. Um, I was dealing with some really difficult times in my personal life then. And it meant that I was, I was for me, what I was seeking was to be dominant, to be strong, to ultimately be wanted. I want that's that's what I was actually seeking was to be wanted. And I'm sure and anyone listening could probably read read between the lines here um, because I was I was seeking something out of hurt. So so what happened when you got there then? Did you did that happen for you? Did you get? Did you get the want you wanted? No, <laughs> you know, you know, I didn't. And, and in fact, you know, obviously things in my personal life, we ended up going our own separate ways. And, um, I had no idea up, this was going to come up, man. I did not mean to yeah. put you on the spot like this. No, but it's I, okay. I, yeah. We're here. And We're here. so, um, yeah, but you know what though? I, it wasn't, but I also realized I also became, and this is, this is not, it's going to sound cliche, but it's not. It's who I became along the journey there. 
And I actually became, I, I, I grew uh, really a much greater respect for my body because I learned how to manipulate it even beyond what I already knew. And I knew a decent amount about how to control the sure human body. Did. And I got to control it even more. So it, it gave me that. It gave me control. Hmm. Um, which is also something I know a lot of people in the bodybuilding world are seeking is control because they feel out of control in other places. Um, so it gave me that and it just gave me a lot of time to do a lot of, a lot of soul searching about who I am and what it is that I really am seeking. And I actually went through an identity crisis shortly after that, not because, I mean, bodybuilding was nothing but a beautiful journey for me. And, but then as, as I, I received my IFBB, my pro card, and it was a, it's, it's kind of like, you know, that's what everybody works for is their pro card. And when I got that, um, it was like, okay, where, where do I want to go now? But I was also wrapped up in, in just a lot of personal drama. And then I, I lost, I lost, um, my identity, my identity for, for a while there. And I found it. I, when and I know we've talked about this, but I actually found it in service. And so when I actually I got out of bodybuilding, I, I continued to work out on a regular basis, and I applied all those principles, which were just so amazing. And I applied my principles from CrossFit, and I just kind of maintained that. But I was really searching for myself. And then that was it. Was shortly after that I went through my really big my mental health issues, and and my depression. And then it was uh, and then as I went through all my mental health issues. It was serving other people is what kind of, it really helped me identify who I am and my, my real why. And my why is to, be, is to be a contribution to the world. And I know that now and that because it resonates with every cell of my, of my being. And that's, that is like the deep emotional, personal need that, that I'm seeking. And so like a lot of times when, when you're seeking that why, the why with a few exceptions, a lot of times kids become someone's why, you know, they'll live to, to make sure that their kids have, you know, to, to show up as the best parent that you can be for your kids. Um, but at the end, that's wonderful, but ultimately it's important to go a little bit deeper and the why should be about you. And it should also serve what your deep emotional needs are. So the need to be loved, to love and to, to be loved, the need to be a contribution is another big one. The, the need to be respected, uh, the need to, there's, there's a list of these deep emotional needs that, that we have. Um, I wonder a few others. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think here. The need, let's see, is contribution to love and be loved, the need for respect, the need to be heard, uh, the need for um, excitement and adventure. Uh, so it's also like the need for something, you know, something new. Um, there, there's a couple others. And, and a lot of times it's funny when you start to break these down and, but why, 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 why that, why that, why that you kind of land on these basic emotional needs that we all kind of have. So it's kind of interesting. And, and for a lot of us, it all comes down to the need to be loved, the need to feel loved. And that's what I wanted. Ultimately, when I was in, in bodybuilding, it was, that's what I was seeking because that's what was what I felt was missing. Interesting. Was need, yeah, <clears throat> I wanted to be loved. Well, I hope that that helps other folks who are you know trying to figure out their why too. And and I like this idea of drilling down on the why. And that's a that's an easy thing to figure out. Like just keep asking yourself why and keep answering the question until you absolutely run out of 
you know, words. It's like, well, I want to work out and be healthy. Mm. Why? Well, well, because uh, if I'm healthy, I can do things with my family. Why? Why? Uh, because I I love my family and I want to be able to be around them more and participate in the things they do. Why? Mm. Uh, and just kind of keep going, keep pushing yourself, and then you will eventually land on the final thing. And that is, in essence, your why. Yeah. Right. And actually, a lot of the ones for 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 parents when the children are their why, a lot of times when they dig down into that, it's the why is to be worthy of having them, to, to feel like to feel like a worthy parent. Mm-hmm. You actually, you're doing these things. You wanna be able to, to transform so you can get down on the ground and you can play with them so you can actually feel like a worthy parent and you're not consumed by this guilt that you can't show up for them. You want to feel worthy of having these amazing little souls you know, and you love them more than anything. Nobody doubts that, but you just, you want to feel worthy of having them because you're blessed with such a beautiful gift yeah. and you've been beating yourself up about it way too long. And it's just like, man, I, I, I want to feel like a good dad. That's why I want to be able to get down on the ground and play with them. Do I want to give them those experiences? Yes. But deep down, I want to feel like a good dad. Like I, I, I showed up for them, uh, you know? Yeah. So that that's, that's the other why that I can't believe I was forgetting, but so it's the why is the need to be, to feel worthy. Yeah. As a dad, yeah. as their as dad. A dad. Yeah. yeah. Or or as a mom. To be able to to run with your kids and play with them and give them those memories and those experiences. You want to you want to be a good mom. Why? So you want to feel worthy of having them. So know? this gets dangerous, right? Because <clears throat> if like that's your why, it's like, well, because I want to be worthy of being their parent. And then when you break a promise to yourself, you can feel mm. you you go right to like, I'm not a good parent. Like you don't that's realize that. that right away, but that's where you go. You break that promise. You, you, you're not a good parent. You're not doing the things you want to do. And then that in itself can be this whole downward spiral, correct? Yes. Yes. And that shame, again, it fuels the cycle that much more. And then before you know it, you're, you're numbing and you're comforting that feeling with food, with drugs, with alcohol, with whatever it is. And then, yep. And then you feel that much worse and then you don't show up again. And you, again, you continuously can, you keep breaking those promises and it's those little baby promises, those day-to-day promises that are going to help build you up so that you can achieve that why. And man, let me tell you, when people start, when they actually start day by day achieving that why, you just see their entire life transform because they're transforming who they are from the inside out and they're feeling worthy and they're feeling loved and they're able to love others and they're feeling that sense of 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 contribution. It's like every little bit that you're, you're actually getting that, man, that's, and that, that's a drug that pays off in the long term. It's not just a quick fix, but you just get to feel that. But it happens when you start keeping those day-to-day promises to yourself. So, and I know we kind of took a little digression there exploring the why, but I think this is a very necessary, um, it was a necessary little tangent because I think, I hope everyone listening is starting to do a little bit of soul searching and kind of digging further than just the surface why. Oh, I want to be 100, 150 pounds. Okay. I hear you. Why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Why? And, and Why? a lot of people say, oh, I want to be 150 pounds. But deep down inside, they're saying, well, then I could run around with my kids. Then I could get down on the ground with them. Then I could do all these things. Okay, well, why? And you start digging up. For me, it's like, why do I continuously create these programs and products and services? And I'm on this like, you know, this never ending journey. Why? So I can be a contribution. I can actually feel. And, uh, you know, you could dig down into that a little bit more and say, feel worthy. I, I want to feel worthy. I want to feel like I've actually, like I mean something. 
on earth, like mm-hmm. with my existence here. I want it to mean something because I struggle with that. I struggle with my dude, like there's a daily existential crisis happening here. And I want to feel like a contribution, like when I'm not here, well, did I make a difference? You know, that's something I really struggle with. So well, listen, if you feel like Chris has made a contribution to this world, I'm going to encourage you to go over to wherever you have downloaded this podcast, leave us a five-star review and maybe say something <laughs> real sweet about this podcast, oh, because I, I know, I know what you're talking about and it's super real and I'm not trying to discount it in, in the least, but I, I, I'm going to speak for the thousands and thousands of people that are listening to this podcast right now and say, you've made such a significant contribution to this world. If you, if you wrapped up and just went to an old folks home today, you should feel very good about everything that you've done. It's, it's my personal opinion that anything that you create moving forward is just icing on the cake because you've already made a enormous dent in the world, man. Well, thank you, brother. You're going to make me cry. Thank you. You have. Uh, (laughs) Well, I I appreciate that. But, uh, man, I honestly, it's, uh, I'm just getting started. I know you I can't are. stop. I yeah. can't stop. So, uh, well, along those lines, let's continue to give our listeners the steps that they need to hopefully re-engage and we can continue to make that positive impact in their lives. Um, so yeah, when, once you've, once you've identified that, why, uh, one of the best things you can do is think about, think about what you can do. Just one or one or two things every day yes. that you can actually start to you can start to take some steps toward that goal. And remember, it's the goal is not a bad thing. It's like okay, keep that why in place. Maybe write not maybe write it down. Put it in front of you. You don't. It's too easy to get stuck in the rat race and this daily grind and get all spun up with the the game of life, you know, and and some of the fears of life. And and you, before you know it, you've completely forgotten about it, and you're going to find yourself in some tough situations. You're going to be wanting to reach for whatever it is, like we talk about food, drugs, sex, alcohol, whatever it is. Put that why in front of you, and and put it in as many places as you possibly can, along with your goal. It's the, they, they should live together. And so that because the goal is going to be that very tangible thing. And the why is going to be that deep emotional pull that's going to, that's going to, you see that and it's going to pull you into action. It should move you. Your why must move you. Cause if, if your why doesn't move you, you're not going to move. Yeah. Right. Well, and like you and I have been saying this whole podcast, this is a really good time to do this now, right? Especially if you're yes. a huge football fan. Now you're going to have a ton of time in your day. You're going to have, I was gonna thinking it was crunching the numbers. I'm going, okay, if the average game is like three hours and then you spend like an hour to two hours working on your fantasy team, then so now, now mm. we're up to five hours, right? And then right. you go to the bar, the, the drive to like, I'm gonna guess most people spend seven to nine hours a week with football and you could easily give that back to yourself now yeah. that it's over. And so, Today is the day if you don't have a why to start discovering it. And honestly, you can do this with a friend. Just have your, it, because all your friend needs to keep doing is asking you why until you eventually start to cry. Then you'll break down, yeah. you'll figure it out, right? And that how it works for all of us. <laughs> That's it, it's kind of how it works. I, yeah. I just want to be loved. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yes, now we're getting yeah. somewhere. Yes, that's exactly it. And so write it down, put it in front of you because that's that's what we're playing with. Those are the real stakes. You want to win the game. It's not about what the number says on the scale. It's what that note says of what your real why is. That's Those are the stakes. And it's a way more powerful 
than the number on the scale or, you know, what, whatever it is, whatever, you know, the event that you finish, it's, it's about who you are as a person, what that means about you. Um, so it's really important to keep that in front of you. And remember, it's a thousand percent attainable. You can get there and you're going to get there though. One step at a time, one day at a time, one promise at a time. Yeah. And that's why you go just break it down now into a couple promises that you know you can keep every day. Sometimes it's going to require some cognitive restraint. So, you know, some like um, Rachel, who is my, my vice president of uh, Powell Media, and she's, I mean, incredible. She's been through this insane journey keeping promises. And the very, when, when she said, okay, I, I'm ready to do this, I'm ready to lose weight and keep it off, I'm going to do it the right way. She made a promise. Her very first promise to herself was, I will not order food at the drive-thru. She would not. And, and, and if she did, she said, and if I do, I will text you. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so that was the very first deal. And then she, her next one was, I will not order food for delivery. She stopped ordering food for delivery. Didn't mean she couldn't go to a restaurant and sit down and smash an enchilada plate and some burgers and fries. Absolutely. But she just made a single promise of I will not because that was her thing. I was ordering food, having it delivered to her house, and she could she could easily eat thousands of calories in a sitting. And then after that, it was her her third promise was I won't eat pizza alone. Hmm. Interesting. She could eat it with friends. And in fact, I ate it with her. And now here she is. Let's see, a year and a half later, she's lost over 150 pounds. And she she literally just made a promise. And by the way, it was I won't order food at the drive-thru. She could get out of her car and go in, but she just knew her behavior. So what she did is she stopped her behavioral triggers. Interesting. That's awesome. She stopped with cognitive restraint. She didn't say, I can't, I can't go to Taco Bell and have um, you know, seven-layer burrito. And no, she could. She had to get out of her car and walk in. But her thing, her behavior was always going through the drive-thru. It wasn't that you can't have pizza, just can't eat, eat alone. Was it you can't go out to a restaurant and have food, you just can't have it delivered to your house. And so by simply putting those little barriers around her, and she hasn't since, she will keep those promises for the rest of her life. And that's why she's saying, I know now I've never been more confident in my ability to transform in who I am now because I know it's so doable. And so we enjoyed pizza. We enjoyed tacos. We enjoyed all of this stuff on this journey. It just, she stopped the behavior that was triggering it, that, that was triggering the the overeating. I like these examples because I don't think they're the kind of promises that most people would have suspected. It's like, no, I'm going to make a promise to myself to drink six gallons of water a day or whatever, you know, crazy thing they, they, they jump into it. And for her, it was like, okay, if I go through this drive through I have to take a picture and I have to send it to Chris. If I want yep. this pizza, I need to eat it with friends. Yes. Uh, these are really simple, manageable, things that you can do to improve your life. So just to recap, yeah. if I wanna make sure my head's on straight. Number one, I'm gonna figure out my why. Now that I have a little bit more time, uh, I'm gonna figure out my why. Number two, I'm gonna create a SMART goal, something that's gonna be obtainable for me and something that I'll be into. And number three, if, if there is one, it's start making and keeping your promises. There you go. That's it. Uh, let's let's switch one and two real quick. Come okay. up with your smart smart goal is usually a little bit easier for people to come up with. It's like uh, it's like that thing that you want to achieve, right? What is that thing that you're trying to achieve? And then so find your why. Then then what does it mean about you when you get okay. there? That's where the we're digging down into that. It the smart goal can really help kind of elicit those feelings as as to why. You okay. know what? Why is that important to you? Start asking your, your that your question, and ultimately ask yourself, what is it that 
what does it mean about you when you achieve it? And then start thinking about those little promises that you can make. And, I, and you're spot on. They're not restrictive promises. They're not promises that say, oh, you can't eat this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You got you to gotta, you know, drink a gallon of water a day. You got to eat five meals. No. Come up with a couple of promises that will stop the behaviors. Remember, you know that most people that struggle with their weight are amazing with their behaviors 97% of the day. It's just the 3% when, especially with, with really? individuals that have, with binge eating behavior. Really? Yeah, I'm speaking specifically to individuals with binge eating behavior, which is a lot. There's oh, okay. millions yeah, of people. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. They are phenomenal 97% of the day. It's that little 15 to 20 minute window, sometimes a 30 minute window. Yes. In which everything goes out of the, so what if you could actually control those, not con be aware of those behaviors and come up with a tactic around it. And that's exactly what she did. Cause she struggled with binge eating and she would be amazing. And I'm, I'm talking and, and for anyone listening, I'm probably talking to you. You are so good. 97% of the day. It's the 3%. It's the little 30 minute window. 20 minute window, 15 minute window that things just go haywire. So what if you create a little bit of cognitive restraint around that, create just a little bit of a parameter. Don't take it away from you. That's the biggest thing. She didn't take away the fast food. She didn't take away the pizza. She just created another, a little barrier around it, a little rule around it. And if you follow that rule, you can completely take control of your life because what if you could control that 3%? guess what your life was, was going to start to look like. Now, physically, you're going to start to lose a lot of weight, but inside you're going to change everything. Think about the confidence and the esteem that you're going to have that you're, and the belief that you're going to have in yourself by just building a little barrier awareness around that 15 minutes in which things get out of control. Think about that. We're so, you're so close already. You're next to perfect already. <laughs> just, just, just control that 3%. Man, it's, it, you're so close. I love and, it, man. And people, people don't realize this. Love it. All yeah. right, we're going to segue into and wrap up uh, today's podcast. Uh, I'm going to put Chris through a round of name that tune, if you're okay with it, if you're ready for it. I'm about to, I'm about to hit you with a hit. <laughs> And you got right. to give you like, and I'm actually normally we only do like the first four seconds. I'm actually going to give you nine because I think his little like uh, his oh, no, that's going to help you. <laughs> okay, okay. Are you ready? Just based on that, I think I know who it is. No, I'm kidding. Now listen, <laughs> I have no idea. If you get this wrong, I'm Aerosmith. super disappointed because. And never mind. I'll tell you why in a second. Here okay, okay. is your name. That too, Chris. This is the oh oh I was talking about. That that voice oh, sounds no, very familiar. No, I just, no. Yeah, who is it? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I just heard that voice very recently. The one and only Usher. I hold on though. You got it bad. Oh, uh, you got it. Okay, I was gonna say I don't I don't remember the name of the song, but okay, I, I know the voice very well. Yes. That is one of my favorite slow jams of all time. I love yeah. You Got It Bad. Yeah. Man, he, what a talented artist. Holy smokes. Did you guys high five yeah. and work out together yesterday at the Super Bowl? We did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. Yeah, he, did. He, he asked me for some tips. I helped him find his why. He was in tears. <laughs> hey, listen, actually, the reason they came together was because Usher apparently wanted to know more about the Kept app and how to get his free trial on the Kept app right now. So uh, why don't you share with our audience the conversation that you had with Usher? 
<laughs> yesterday and uh, help them yeah, understand how they can get their own free trial on your brand new beautiful app, man. Oh, thank you, my friend. Well, yeah, so I'm I'm super stoked because we actually just opened up a free version of the app as well, and it's it's free. Like, there's no strings attached. There's no you don't enter in your credit card information. We wanted to break this down so people can really start practicing keeping their promises to themselves. And so we've opened up so many of the modules on the app from step tracking to sleep tracking to breathing to uh, mindfulness to we even opened up 28 days of workouts of uh, beginner bodyweight hit workouts. And so people can just jump in there and start transforming. And if you want to unlock the premium version, which is going to be full nutrition tracking and all the entire library of breathing exercises, mindfulness exercises, and over a thousand workouts, it's a seven-day trial, free trial, completely free. So you can just jump in there, see for yourself. If you're not ready for that, no problem. Jump into the free version. But And the thing is, start transforming there. And you, you will have access to it forever. So enjoy it and get into the process. And when you feel comfortable, yeah, jump into a seven-day free trial and, and experience that much more that Kept Premium has to offer. So we're we're super excited about this. And, and ever since we opened that up, man, so many people are starting to pour in and they're realizing how powerful these baby steps are. I, that's that's why we did it. I, I, You know, you start talking about keeping promises and people are like, yeah, I just really want to lose weight. We know. This is, this is what's going to get you there, but it's going to help you. Remember, these, these promises that you're making are to increase your step count or to do what we were just talking about. Those are acts of kindness for yourself, like not ordering pizza when you're alone. That's an act of kindness. So that's actually where it goes is into the active kindness module where you can start to put these promises to yourself or you know, opening up nutrition and, and everything. It's like people start making these promises and keeping them. Man, your body changes, but your mind changes while you're doing it. And so that's, we, we've been having so much fun with this, especially since we've opened it up for everybody to join in and start to see the real power behind unlocking your promises. Because that's where, that's where people transform, not just in the short term, but this is where you make lifelong change. Look at you, making contributions to the world, giving back, a man of man. service, checking all of the boxes that are important <laughs> oh, to you, right? <laughs> that, that's what it's about, you know, and, and never gonna stop. Can't this stop, won't stop. This is what we're here to do, buddy. Yes. And and thank you so much for, for supporting the journey and the mission. And because you're on the you're on we're, you and I are running parallel paths. Yeah, buddy. Yes. We're and there. We're we're exactly and, where we're supposed yes. to be. And it's it doesn't feel like my finish line, and I know yours doesn't feel like your finish line every day, but man. The mala beads tell me everything. I let go and I trust the process of life. You got yours yeah. too. I'm exactly right where, did you ever oh. come up with a, a, a mantra for yours? Uh, <laughs> my mantra right now is, you can't fail if you don't quit. I like <laughs> I mean, it. I yeah, right. Um, wait, what's, what's yours? Mine is I let go and I trust the process of life. Like I just trust that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and I don't need to question anything. I'm, I'm right here and I'm go and I'm okay. Okay. I love that dude. That's really good. <sighs> yeah. I, I might I might take your mantra. Steal it, bro. Steal yeah. it. The whole world needs to steal <laughs> that mantra. That's so good. Yeah. All right, awesome. everyone. Don't forget to check out the I Needed That podcast. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on YouTube. We show the video versions of these podcasts on our YouTube channel. So if you'd like to uh, see what these two clowns look like, you can have a look over at the YouTube channel. Just search the I Needed That podcast and you'll find it right there. 
Uh, Chris, I hope you have nothing but the greatest week ever. Don't don't stop Thank anywhere you, short of that. And uh, no, we'll see everybody next week on the I Needed That podcast. Take care, buddy. See you, buddy. <laughs>